Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Game one of the Subway Series last night did not disappoint, and the energy is back. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greedy on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Look, it's been missing juice for a long time. But it was back in the building last night. Both teams are first place teams. There was an awful lot there to chew on as far as uh, concerns for the Yankees, good things for the Yankees. Same thing with the Mets, the concerns that they have because they've got issues Mm -hmm. with their bullpen as well. No doubt about it. They both want to add to their pitching staff. And for the Yankees, you could absolutely see a world where they address their bullpen. But Carlin, I think there's a real possibility that they address their starting rotation. And Luis Castillo, the pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, is a name that continues to pop up. And so if you're thinking about fortifying your pitching staff, that's a great place to start. Now, there are some proposed trades on MLB.com, and one of them has the Yankees going after Castillo, and in return, giving the Reds three prospects, and of course, the, the highly touted a Peraza, the shortstop for the Yankees, the number two prospect in their system, would be the headliner in that deal. Now, the Yankees have been resistant in including either one of those top two shortstops in their farm system just because there's probably going to be a need at that position in the coming years. But, but ultimately, it's about trying to win a championship this year and adding a pitcher like Castillo brings you a lot closer to doing that. So even though you're 34 games over 500 and you've got the division wrapped up in a nice bow by the time we get to the beginning of August, you still got to watch out for the Houston Astros who are also going to be looking to add bats during the trade deadline. And that's a team that's not far away from having the number one overall seed in the American League. So that's the competition if you're the Yankees that you're looking at and They've been the thorn in the side for the Yankees in the last several seasons. I mean, you want to go back to 2017, you want to go to 2019. That's been the team that's kept you from getting to the World Series. And so, to me, this is about adding to that staff and making sure that that is not a problem once we get in the postseason. Now, Castillo is pitching later today for the Reds, for those who might be interested in watching him, either from a Yankee or a Met perspective. But today is a huge day for the Mets as we Consider Castillo because Jacob DeCrom is on yet another rehab start tonight. Here's Tim Kirchin, ESPN MLB reporter yesterday, on just how important tonight is. I was told, you know, maybe 10 days ago, he, he's not close to being ready to pitch in the big leagues. We'll see after Wednesday night where he is. If he's healthy again and you add that guy for the last two months and you get eight or 10 starts out of him, which sounds like a lot to me, the Mets can beat anyone in the major leagues. That's how good they can be if we get the the DeGrom back, who was so brilliant before all of this. But there's just no telling because with the shoulder, it's always questionable. So tomorrow night is really important to see how well he throws. And I do think that he factors in here for the Mets, even with as good as we have seen Taiwan Walker be this season, Chris. Mm -hmm. Because remember one thing, Walker was really bad in the second half last year. And that was primarily because... His innings went way up. He had not pitched over the previous two seasons barely at all. Yeah. And he went and threw 159 innings last year. Mm -hmm. So where does that play out here in the second half of the season? And then I'm going to tie it in with the health of DeGrom and whether or not I can honestly feel great about where he is. I know. Here's the one thing I know about DeGrom. 
going into this offseason where he can opt out and he has made no bones about the fact that he is going to, no matter what the situation, I know that he is going to go out there and do everything he can to pitch in every situation. The problem is, can I trust him to do the right thing? Well, I think you have to trust the player because he knows his body better than anybody else. But you're going to get the very best version of Jacob DeGrom. And think about this, Carlin. If he pushes it and he hurts himself, who does that hurt? The Mets or does it hurt Jacob DeGrom? Well, it hurts both. It hurts both, but it hurts Jacob DeGrom more. Yep. Because he's planning on opting out. But I think he's one of those guys that ultimately always feels like he can push through whatever he needs to push through. Yeah, but here's my point, though, Carlin. You don't need Jacob DeGrom for a dozen starts at the end of the regular season. What you need Jacob DeGrom to do is make sure that he gets stretched out and he's ready to go in the postseason to be able to give you five or six quality innings. That's what you need from Jacob DeGrom. Because if you have him in your rotation with your top three being Scherzer, DeGrom, and Chris Bassett, all of a sudden you feel like you're cooking with hot grease. And then maybe Taiwan Walker for a spot start, but Taiwan Walker goes to your bullpen, maybe Cookie Carrasco in your bullpen. You have some other reliable arms. All I'm saying is the Mets aren't in a bad spot when it comes to their pitching staff, but they could certainly look too fortified. And we know that owner Steve Cohen has no qualms about adding salary to this team. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny. Look, one thing that has become clear is that Juan Soto is going to get traded yes. by next week. Yes. Chris, I feel like the Yankees absolutely need to do everything they can to make this happen. Mm. And I know we all sit here and have these dream scenarios for a team to go and get a player like Soto, who is truly one of those once every five to ten year type players that Mm -hmm. comes along. Mm -hmm. But when you factor everything in, they've got the prospects to do this if they want to. They get two and a half more years of him. Aaron Judge could theoretically walk away after this season, and any fan that is going to complain about that would immediately be shut down by the fact of, oh, you're worried about Judge being gone? Well, we just got a 23-year-old guy who's a left-handed hitter at Yankee Stadium for the next two and a half years. They don't have to pay him immediately. I get it. We could talk about San Diego. We could talk about St. Louis. This is the New York Yankee move that, frankly, they have not made in several years. They did it a couple of years ago with, with Garrett Cole, Cole, Yep, but they had to. They didn't have a choice. Yeah. Other than that... They have not acted like the, the old Yankees. I think that the pursuit of Soto over the next five days is going to tell you a lot about what winning means to the Yankees at this point. So just to be clear, you're saying you can justify the Yankees passing on giving Judge the contract extension that he was looking for if it means that you're getting Juan Soto. Easily. Easily. I could absolutely do that. I can solve my judge problem, not only in reality, but in public perception right now. I can solve that right now. There, there are going to be fans who will be upset if he walks. Yeah. They will not be. Because he, he, he's a homegrown be, player and he has right. leadership intangibles that, that permeate throughout the clubhouse. It will be a fraction of what it would have been if judge just walked and they didn't have the solution in place. Oh, yeah. Plus, Yankees fans will be excited the way, about Soto. Yeah. You're going to win this year. Yeah. You're going to win the World Series. And here's the other thing. So- Soto. Soto is a left handed bat in a yeah. short porch in the Yankee Stadium. So there is that possibility. But here's the other thing, Carlin. 
I don't think that the New York Yankees would be the only team in town that would be pursuing Juan Soto. As crazy as it sounds, and it feels like it will be overkill with the number of bats that the Mets have in their lineup, there are people in baseball circles that think that Juan Soto is a, is a, is a trade target for the Mets, and the Mets would offer up Francisco Alvarez and Ronnie Mauricio out of their farm system as two of the headliners in a trade package going back to the Nationals. But here's the thing, Carlin. We know that Steve Cohen doesn't mind spending money. Right. And when you have a guy that turned down a 15-year contract for $440 million, you realize that the number on this contract for Juan Soto is going to start with a four in front of it. There oh, aren't I, a lot think, of, I think it's going to start with a five. Well, there, but here's my point. There yeah. aren't a lot of teams that can afford to do that. There aren't a lot of teams no. that are in position to do that. The New York Mets is one of them. And so if, if we are true, true, if we are in fact talking about Jacob DeGrom potentially opted out after this season, I mean, that could be a huge splash that makes everybody forget about that. Let me ask you this question, though. You're a Yankee fan. I'll yeah. ask it to Nuno as well, another big Yankee fan. How are you going to feel about Judge walking away, about the whole scenario, if the Yankees go out and trade, you know, two to three top prospects and Glaber Torres or something like that to get Juan Soto? The big picture, how will you feel about it? Will you be upset if Judge walks? I think you have, you've extended your window. Because even if you give Aaron Judge a long-term contract, what you're really paying for is the first three or four years of that deal. Because that's going to be your opportunity to compete for a championship. Nobody is expecting Aaron Judge to produce at this level at age 35, age 36, age 37. You're just not. But if you do that with Juan Soto, then all of a sudden you're talking about having a decade uh, or maybe even a dozen years of premium production. So I could understand it. You give yourself a much longer runway, but now it just depends on what you have to give back to the Washington Nationals in return. No, no. How are you going to feel if they get Soto and they ultimately let Judge walk? So we're talking about against Soto. You probably win the World Series. Mm-hmm. You let Judge walk. I'm good. If you end up, if you end this season without a World Series. Judge walks, no Juan Soto. You know who needs to walk right after, out the door right after? Cashman. Brian Cashman. Yeah. He needs to just keep going. The fifth going. Steinbrenner, dude. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he no, is the fifth I mean, Steinbrenner. He has no contract, right? Uh, I know he basically was- doesn't have a contract. It's just, you know, here's, a, a, here's the money. Show up to work. <laughs> he's a member of the family at this point. And I would not disagree with you on the premise, but I don't think you can justifiably let Judge walk if you don't have Soto, because at the beginning of the year, these were all the whispers that we heard. Well, look, yeah, okay, we, if Judge walks, we're more interested in Soto right now to begin with. Okay, you better end up with them at the end. But if they do, even if they didn't win the World Series by some miracle with that team, by some just absolute nightmare, you would still not have a, a fraction of, of the fans screaming about Judge walking. And that, to me, is where Steve Cohen comes in. That's where he goes and brings in Judge if he doesn't get Soto. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. You, gotta, you gotta know that Steve Cohen is gonna make another splash this offseason. Oh, yeah. You gotta know that's coming. Oh. Now, it could come sooner rather than later because if they make a trade for a guy like Juan Soto, you better believe that there's gonna be a massive contract extension on the heels of that transaction. This is what Jeff Passett is hearing a week away from the deadline. This isn't purely a two-team race. 
The Yankees and the Dodgers both have the talent, money, motivation to make the worldwide a worthwhile offer. Padres and Cardinals considered the favorites right now because of a litany of factors. That's that's according to sources uh, to Jeff Passan. I I know they may be the favorites. Yankees don't get caught up in this whole prospect thing. One, One last thing, just very quickly about this. Nobody does a better job of hyping up their prospects in the Yankees. No question about Nobody. it. Nobody. That PR machine is remarkable. Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. 888-SAY-ESPN. As a Yankee fan, are you okay if Judge walks, but they've brought in Soto? 888-SAY-ESPN. Certain people make life easier by helping out and ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier because they do the work for you how well ZipRecruiter's technology finds great candidates and you can invite them to apply go to ZipRecruiter.com slash to try it for free up next your chance to weigh on weigh in on this at 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 from a Yankee perspective If Judge walks, but you have Soto, are you good? Also, NFL camps are open. What is the very latest? We will fill you in, and in just 20 minutes, Buster Olney will join us for more on this Soto conversation. Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance. So that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com/Greenberg, code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply reggie white who's a defensive end for the green bay packers says that the fire bombing of his church in knoxville tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him first there was one fire then there was another then there was another it wasn't just reggie's church that burnt down hundreds of churches burned in the 90s i think we have a major problem in our country and we don't want to admit and that has to do with racism was this 1996 or 1956 
30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Many, many people, and frankly, more than I would have anticipated, really despondent over the departure, I guess we'd say, or the retirement of the Chaco Taco. Yeah, I, I feel a way about it, Carlin. And I'm, I'm surprised that there's not more outrage coming from you about this. The Taco Taco was a winner. We'll explain in a moment. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote from ProgressiveCommercial.com. Also, your calls in a moment at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If the Yankees were to get Soto and move on from Judge, are you good with that? The 2022 baseball season is in full swing and you can be there to catch all the action live with vivid seats get out to the ballpark experience every home run every web gem every walk off and with vivid seats you will start earning free tickets from your very first purchase buy 10 tickets get the 11th one free that's like getting 10 percent back on every ticket from the box seats to the bleachers vivid seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long just visit vividseats.com or download the app today vivid seats life happens live here's the thing about the choco taco solid choice don't be disrespectful to the choco taco no 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 all right no i I won't be solid choice am i gonna lose sleep i am not because to me there are so many choco taco would be probably fifth or sixth among my options if i'm going to the ice cream man okay i mean i'm uh, you know give me the chip witch I am all about Shit, the chip, which is which, cool. Yeah, cool. I, I am all about the chocolate eclair. Give me the chocolate mm, eclair. I could pass on that. Uh, give me the Italian ice, or as, as they used to call it, the screwball, which was the cherry Italian ice that had the gumball in the bottom that, of the cone. That is a winner. That's top three. Exactly. The bomb pop. The bomb pop. The bomb pop. Right oh, up there. It's an American staple. Totally agree. Uh, those are the ones that I would put in front of it. Uh, just any pure Italian ice I would probably put in front of yeah, it Yeah, but well. here's the thing, though, Carlin. I mean, the, the, the Choco Taco was a winner. Like, it reminds me of that Mike Singletary rant when he was with the 49ers. I want winners. I want guys that are going to win. When the ice cream man was pulling up on the block in the Bronx, you knew that the Choco Taco was a winner. It was. But are, is that your number one choice? It's not my number one choice. What's number it's one? It's probably not my number two choice. All I'm simply saying is, if I'm in the mood for some ice cream with a waffle cone and a little bit of chocolate and caramel, the Choco Taco was the way to go. Okay. That so, was the way to go. So, what was your number one or number two choice? I would probably go Italian icing and bomb pop. Okay. Those are my, those are my top two. Nuno, what about you? Where are you on the departure of the Choco Taco? I am not offending anyone, so I'm going to just let it slide, but it's definitely not my favorite, and I can't understand this overreaction to it. Nuno, Nuno is, I don't know if we can even what count. Were you a Teenage Mutant Ninja I don't Ninja even Turtles know if guy? we can count his opinion. According to Jeff Darlington's wife, he was a creeper in college. I don't know. If we, can, <laughs> we can't even count his opinion. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's disqualified from this conversation. And Nuno, what would be your go-to? <sighs> I don't do that type of stuff anymore. Look at me. I'm spelled. No more ice cream. Don't sit there and say that you're better than us. What was your go-to? Not what is your go-to. And don't deny your past, Nuno. Don't try to whitewash your past as a fat man. It would be like a chocolate cone with some chocolate sprinkles and and give it. call it a day. Wow. A chocolate cone with some chocolate sprinkles. 
Uh, Let me tell you what we didn't do. Get that soft serve ice cream from the ice cream man. Can't we can't trust that. We, we didn't do that. Cannot trust we did that. not do that. I tell you no, what. No, sir. The fact that Nuno is trying to whitewash his but past. I, but here's the thing, though, Carlin. Why would Klondike discontinue the Choco Taco? I don't understand it. it obviously... There wasn't enough demand for it. It's ridiculous. So that everybody that is out there being outraged right now, where were you when the Choco Taco needed you? Where were you? Where were you? Yeah. This where, is where, on you. Where were you when the dogs needed help? This is on you. And yeah, by the way, with you. it kind of sounds to me like you're outraged that the Choco Taco is gone, but... Like, if, if compare, you've got other things in front of it. Choco Taco, to me, sounds like he's the Dak Prescott of your ice cream choices. <laughs> wow. That's what it sounds like. Wow. Uh, maybe it's unfair. I don't I, know. I, I will say this. The Choco Taco trumps the Nestle drumstick. Oh, absolutely. Trumps it. I mean, it's not, I mean, trounces it. If you're taking the drumstick, you Yeah, the, dr- the drumstick, like, yeah, I'm just saying. But here's the thing. The Choco Taco is the cousin to the ice cream bar. Like, they're related. Everybody loves an ice cream bar. By the way, and the other one I didn't even throw in there, just give me the, the very simple ice cream sandwich. That's what I'm saying, the ice cream yeah. sandwich. The yeah. ice cream sandwich. Everybody loves the ice cream sandwich, right? Yeah. It's a staple. The Choco Taco is the cousin of the ice cream sandwich. If you like ice cream sandwich, you love Choco Taco. But you take the wrong bite out of the Choco Taco, that thing can fall apart on you. That can happen, too. Matt is in Pennsylvania, up next on ESPN Radio. Matt, what's going on, bud? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I heard you guys uh, saying that you would uh, about Judge Walken. There's a there, there is a possibility that they could still sign Judge uh, and get Soto as well. What? I mean, if, oh. they, if they want to, if they want to, if this, if the if the management wants to stay committed to winning, like you guys said, they're, they're so not. Let, let, let me ask, so you got John Carlos standing on the books for what? Another five years? Yeah. You you you'll have Garrett Cole on the books for what? Another six years? Yep. You, you, you have DJ... Stanton's on the books through 26. Yeah, so another, yeah, another yeah, yeah. five years. Five, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you'd have DJ LeMahieu on your books for another four years? Yep. I mean, at some point... At some point, I mean, you have all these huge contracts. You can't pay everybody. No, you can't. And, and we've seen that this regime uses the luxury tax threshold as a hard salary cap. Now, they've been willing to go over it this, this past year, but I, I don't know the appetite that Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman have for adding that kind of payroll when you start talking about the contract you would have to dole out to judge and soto more of your calls coming on this shortly 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 canty and carlin in for greenie coming to you live from the seaport district of pier 17 brought to you by chase up next though what are the realistic options at this point for juan soto where will he be playing a week from today we ask Buster only next. Canty and Carlin, Greeny, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. <laughs> Epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Trade deadline less than a week away. Nobody better to fill us in on the happenings than Buster Olney. 
who joins us on ESPN Radio. Buster, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny. We appreciate the time as always, and this is going to be a very busy next few days. So let's start with the two teams we saw in Queens last night, the Yankees and the Mets, and specifically with the Yankees. We've talked a lot the last half hour about Juan Soto, and we've heard the Padres, the Cardinals. Where do we stand here with Juan Soto from what you can tell? Yeah, that uh, the, from what I understand, you know, the Nationals are sorting through uh, the various proposals that they have. I, I mentioned the other day that uh, you know, rival executives say that when uh, Mike Rizzo, the general manager of the Nationals, makes a trade, he doesn't tend to include a lot of teams. He focuses on the group of prospects, the players that he really likes the best. And because you have a generational talent in Soto, I'm sure he's got an indication right away, you know, who's uh, most serious. It absolutely seems like the Padres are the most motivated team in terms of making a deal. And it really is fun to think about a top of the lineup, Fernando Tatis Jr., Soto, uh, and uh, Manny Machado. Mm. I think the Cardinals are probably the team best equipped to make a trade because they're loaded with what the Nationals have been looking for, which is a uh, major league-ready talent, uh, either in the big leagues or right at the cusp of the big leagues. But the Cardinals uh, probably have a more acute need in this moment at starting pitcher. And uh, they're generally also t- relatively conservative when it comes to trading prospects. So we don't know if they're going to be all in. I think everyone's wondering, you know, will a team like the Mariners jump in, the Blue Jays? But I, I as I get here today, as I'm sitting here today, uh, I think the Padres are the team to watch in this one, and that's what I was hearing from teams back in May when we started to hear Soto's name float around. And I don't think I can say this enough. When Soto is traded, guys, it's going to be the most significant young superstar traded since Babe Ruth. Uh, he's 23 years old, and what he's accomplished so far in his career, it's, it's, it's something you see you know, apparently once every 100 years. Buster, can you put into context the interest that the New York teams would have in trading for Juan Soto? I think, Chris, that they're interested, but I, I think the Dodgers and, and the Yankees are probably in the same boat in that, you know, they're concerned, big picture, 30,000 feet, okay, do we want to essentially double pay? Do we want to give up the prospects now uh, and then have, you know, a massive price tag in his uh, extension? which let's face it, whenever he signs that, that's probably going to start with the number five, $500 million plus. Um, and I, you know, given all the prospects the Dodgers have traded in recent years, Manny Machado, you uh, Darvish before that, Scherzer and Turner last year, I don't think there's a big appetite from their perspective. And oh, by the way, you know, they've got a really good team now. The Yankees have a, have a sizable lead and as much as they like Soto, I don't think they want to basically strip mine their farm system for that player. From what I understand, you know, their focus internally is still on uh, trying to re-sign Aaron Judge in the offseason, which all that would cost you would be money and not prospects. Uh, and when it comes to the Mets, I think the big question that uh, would be there would be whether or not the Nationals are going to want to install Soto with a division rival for the next two and a half years. I think this is why the Padres – can make some sense because the Padres I don't think are going to worry at this moment about signing him to a long-term contract. They just want this guy for this year and for each of the next two years. Uh, and I think they're ready and loaded. And by the way, if you look at the history of when these huge talents are trading these massive deals, whether you go back to Tom Seaver, Vita Blue, uh, you know, Babe Ruth, uh, it's incredible 
how often it works out for the team that gets a superstar as opposed to the team that, you know, uh, you know, lands like five different players. It's like, uh, you know, the Bucks trading Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to the Lakers. We know the Lakers got the better end of that. And I think that would probably be the case with Soto. The other guys usually end up just being answers to a trivia question, guys. right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Buster Olney, ESPN Baseball Insider, joining us right now, of course, host of the Baseball Tonight podcast. Oh, wait. Chris, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. So, uh, I want to tip my cap to, to Chris Canty because I am a Vikings fan, and I just said all that, and I remember the name Herschel Walker. But go <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> and it still pains you to this day, I'm yep. sure. Oh, my That's God. That <laughs> started the championship runs for the Dallas Cowboys. The exception that proves uh, the Yeah, rule. thanks. Thanks for laying that out. Just want to put that out there. Uh, Buster, so what are the Yankees looking at on this market? What's realistic for them to be pursuing here? Yeah, they are involved in the conversations around Luis Castillo, for sure, of the the Reds. And in this moment, it feels like that that guy might make the most sense. Uh, You know, the, the Dodgers are also involved. The Minnesota Twins are involved. The Mariners, uh, there's been talk that maybe the Reds would sign Castillo, who's an all-star, to an extension. That wouldn't fit the Reds' timing. You know, they basically took their payroll down to nothing this year. They're rebuilding. So I think they're going to trade in for value before we get to the 6 p.m. deadline on Tuesday. Um, that That's the guy for me to watch most for the Yankees. And I think a lot of the contenders will wind up, wind up landing a reliever and for the Yankees, that probably is more important than uh, we would have said two years ago, you know, after the injuries to Michael King and others. Uh, and those will become apparent. Guys like David Robertson, uh, you know, I wonder about Joe Mantiply of the, uh, the All-Star from the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, those, those relievers are not going to be as expensive, but I think they're necessary if you're with the Yankees and you're trying to rebuild some of that depth. Buster, by the end of next week, where is Wilson Contreras playing baseball? It's a great question because what you hear, you know, from other teams is, boy, Wilson Contreras can really hit. And if we were in a time of an electronic strike zone, I think he would have enormous trade value. But he, uh, we don't have the electronic strike zone, and there's a concern about Contreras that he's really bad at framing and that he's someone who you couldn't just bring in and install uh, as a full-time catcher. That they don't, they feel like the deep, you know, the interested teams, theoretically interested teams, feel like he wouldn't necessarily come in and be able to be a be that guy. So you do wonder. I know the Astros have checked in on this. There was a report yesterday the Mets are involved in that. I really think that the primary duty uh, for Contreras, wherever he lands, and I like the Astros fit as a, a potential spot. It might be eighty percent DH and twenty percent catcher. I, I I have not talk to an interested team that's uh, at this moment thinking about Contreras being a full-time catcher. And by the way, about the Mets, you know, they just acquired uh, Daniel Vogelbach the other day. Mm -hmm. Internally, what their conversations are, uh, are that the next guy they acquire, and I do think they're going to add some kind of a power bat, a guy who can hit a home runs before the deadline. It's got to be a guy who um, can play multiple positions. They don't want to acquire another DH-type player so I kind of wonder about a Brandon Drury of the Reds. He's been very underrated this year. He can play a lot of positions. He's had a real bounce-back year for him. That is an interesting guy for me when we talk about the Mets. 
Buster Olney with us, ESPN MLB Insider, host of the Baseball Tonight podcast. And I say this every time, if you don't subscribe to the Baseball Tonight podcast and you're a baseball fan, just you're, you're doing it wrong. Uh, Buster, it, this happens occasionally. I, w- I would say it probably happens once every five years. But is there a player this year, and if so, who is it, that we are not talking about that could get moved by next Tuesday who is of significance? Boy, um, you know, it's interesting. I just had Jeff Passon on the podcast today, and we talked about relievers. You know, David Bednar of the Pirates, for example, he's had a terrific season. He's their closer. Uh, at the moment, it, it feels like that he's not a player that they're willing to talk about. Um, but, boy, given the value of relievers at the trade deadline, you wonder if that'll change. And that's not, you know, a huge name. That's not a star name. And I've kind of wondered about this. Uh, because he is a, a, a name known to casual baseball fans, the Giants are collapsing. Like, they are absolutely fading. You know, they don't have Buster Posey this year. Brandon Bell, Brandon Crawford have been hurt. So you do wonder if they'll flip and go into sell mode. Carlos Rodon, uh, their all-star pitcher, would be someone who the Yankees, uh, the Cardinals, certainly would have an interest in. And I wonder about a potential reunion of Jock Peterson and the Braves. Uh, where maybe they say, look, we're, we're selling the Braves no jock. They love jock. They just lost Adam Duvall, an outfielder, surge, wrist surgery. He's out for the rest of the year. I wonder if that's someone they would take a look at. Buster, last one for me. All of a sudden, the Boston Red Sox find themselves in the cellar of the AL East. Will they be sellers at the trade deadline? Could we potentially be talking about them moving on from Xander Bogarts, who's in a walk year, or J.D. Martinez? And if so, what would be the market for those two players? Yeah, so uh, Sam Kennedy, their team president, uh, Bloom, who heads up the baseball operations, they were making a round yesterday to, to quell all the talk about Xander Bogarts being traded. They said, no, we've never talked about it, uh, and they indicated they're not going to talk about it. I've talked with other teams that say that J.D. Martinez is out there, and, and maybe, you know, if we get close to the deadline and the Red Sox continue to fade, maybe they talk about Nathan Evaldi uh, and some of the other names. I would say this. I think we're going to learn more about the Red Sox and their direction than any other team between now and the deadline because an overriding question about that club now, you know, they, they embarrassed Xander Bogarts with the one-year extension offer in the spring. They're miles apart from signing Devers. They traded Mookie Betts. My question would be, who are they going to pay? <laughs> like, this is a big market team. And they offered Xander Bogart a deal that was $50 million less than they gave Trevor Story two weeks before. They're a really confusing team. So they can say now, yeah, we're going to keep Xander Bogart. They have, uh, seem to be miles apart from actually being in a position to sign the guy. Buster, we'll leave you with this as a Vikings fan. The quote from Quasi oh, Adolfo great. Mensa about your quarterback. He says... We do have a good quarterback. We don't have Tom Brady. We don't have Patrick Mahomes. I'll be frank. The one asset where you get nervous about not burning it down is quarterback. <laughs> Ouch. Chris, I texted that to my son two minutes before. <laughs> two minutes before I came on with you guys. I'm like, look where we are. He's a Titans fan. <laughs> well, that's saying something that you feel better about your quarterback than he does about his. <laughs> Man, oh, man. Buster, awesome stuff as usual. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Buster, only ESPN MLB insider with us. Are you excited to travel this summer? Have you ever thought 
about all of the people that make a vacation truly great, like the chef at that world-class restaurant or the tour guide with great stories. You know, if you're hiring, you can find great people like these for your roles at ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. A little bit of sneaky big news. Sneaky big news. How about this? Hmm. Got an explanation as to why Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari still isn't back from his torn ACL, which was basically two years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. He had another knee procedure. That would be at least his third known knee procedure or surgery since the initial injury on New Year's Eve of 2020. Brian Gutekunst said that he went back under the knife this offseason. That's not good, Bob. No, it's not. That's not good. And here's the other problem that complicates matters along the offensive line. You're talking about Elton Jenkins, their all-world guard tackle starting training camp on PUP because he tore his ACL against the Minnesota Vikings late last season. So who knows when those two stalwarts are going to be back on your offensive line, and those are the guys that are going to be responsible for giving Aaron Rodgers time to break in those new targets in his wide receiver core. So this is a problem for the Green Bay Packers. What their offense is going to be, I I, I struggle, Carlin. It's a work in progress to say the least. And if the foundation of that is shaky, which is the offensive line, then how much can Aaron Rodgers do in terms of elevating the play of those around him? Can he live up to the $50 million a year that the Packers just gave him? Mm. Field Yates just tweeted out, our Field Yates, that Kudakunst also said, we're not going to put a timetable on it. Oh, boy. That could be a major, major problem for the Packers. And all of a sudden now, things are looking a little bit brighter for the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Get Buster back on the phone. Yeah, I mean, Let them know. Exactly. Perk little, it up a little, little bit. A little bit brighter for the Minnesota Vikings. The road to the rematch is on as Bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker. On the phone lines, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN. 729-3776. Big Norm is up next on ESPN Radio. Big Norm, what's up, baby? Uh, hey guys, how you doing? Great. You can you can call me an old head or whatever, but y'all got to stop throwing around that generational talent off those secondary stats. They're not secondary stats, the man. They're they're yes, all the way I, through. I don't know. I don't know who's in the Hall of Fame for OPS. Last time I checked, it's home runs, RBIs, and batting averages. And he ha- he hasn't shown a perching for anything. Yeah, he had one good World Series, but there's a lot of people that's had one good World Series. Uh, he hasn't shown a penchant for anything. Juan Soto in 2019, 34 and 110. 2021, 29 and 95. 20 and 45 this year. I'll take Carlin, he has 50 more career walks than he does strikeouts. What are we talking about? There is nobody else in baseball currently who has more career walks than strikeouts. Look at the OPSs for all your Hall of Famers. They're pretty high. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.